What is up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to a special Mount Rushmore slash tier list podcast coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I am your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Tony Mango, joined by Spider UK over there, Callum Wiggins. Quip. And uh, Spider Ham, I guess. Robert <laughs> Spider Pig. Spider pig. spider pig does whatever a spider pig does. There's a character called Spider Bitch, thankfully. Good <laughs> <laughs> can go with the other of those. <laughs> what we're talking about today is something that is, uh, yeah, something we've had on the back burner for a while, and we've wanted to do it for quite some time, and never really had the time to do it. Slash the, you know, something currently going on that really would necessitate doing that for uh for this kind of thing and we you know we just kind of decided screw it let's just do it let's just set aside some time so what we are doing here is we're going to try to figure out the mount rushmore of the four best spider-man villains and to go along with this instead of just continuing the way that we've done some other mount mushrooms in the past if you've clicked on you know smart out moment with the pro wrestling mount rushmores or if you Check the last one out that we had done here, which was the Batman villains of the rogues gallery for that character. We decided to kind of amp it up a little bit and do something that we've done a few times here and there for a smart out moment at the very least, which is uh, more along the lines of what we did for a review to a kill. Actually, the James Bond Mount Rushmore, where we're going to tier list a good portion of these. Not everyone. I mean, we don't need to figure out a tier list spot for looter, for instance, but a good majority of them we're going to put into like a ranking form. And that's going to inform our Mount Rushmore list that we're going to eventually get to. So, you know, obviously some characters like Tarantula are nowhere near the discussion points of being in that S tier or in the Mount Rushmore vicinity. But we're going to kind of expand on that and, you know, talk about maybe even potentially the worst for because we've done that before with Mount Rushmore's where we've kind of had little separate side categories and everything. So we're hoping that you enjoy this. And if you do, make sure that you hit that like button and hit the share button if you want to pass this along to anybody that you think might be interested in checking it out. Also keep in mind that if you want to help support us going forward to make sure that we do more of these things, the best way to do that is to directly sponsor that stuff through the Patreon or the YouTube channel membership. And you can get access to the different tiers. <clears throat> excuse me, different tiers that are out there. You could also uh, fund me having a better uh, <laughs> throat response on that. Uh, when it comes to things like the bonus features and stuff, we don't tend to do them all that often, but the more support that we get, the more that we will do, of course. And then with the Pick Your Poison tier, you can make sure that we do something like this in the future if you want, like, the Mount Rushmore of Superman villains or the Mount Rushmore of a good majority of almost any other topics. I mean, we could do the Mount Rushmore of Star Wars characters, or we could do the Mount Rushmore slash a tier list of, I don't know, uh, you know, something not related to any kind of comic book type stuff. We could do just like the Mount Rushmore of movies where it's like, all right, I'm going to make an argument that the Godfather's on there or something. Uh, there's video game stuff. There is TV stuff. You know, fanboys has a wide range. So if you are interested in seeing more, then toss in a little spare change our way, even if it's just through that little thanks button or if it's picking up some merchandise on Redbubble or TeePublic. All that goes directly towards me trying to set aside the time to create the graphics and edit the podcasts and all the other kind of things that go along with this that a lot of people don't really necessarily take into account. They think it's just, you know, you get on Skype or whatever and 
start recording and you're done, but eh, it takes work. So uh, if you want more or rush more, I guess, then make sure that you sponsor that and then we'll give you more. But um, if you do like this, drop a, a comment below, tell us your thoughts, tell us your lists and what you agree and disagree with and everything else that goes along with that. So without further ado, let's get this started here. I'm going to switch over my screen share where people watching on YouTube at the very least can see what we're working with. People that are on the audio only feeds, you can't see that because it's audio. That's the whole point. But, you know, I mean, click over on YouTube. We'll be explaining it also. It's not like you're going to miss out on anything. So I tried to separate things as much as I could with just some general categories, like you know the main ones that we're going to be talking about that are probably towards that S to at least B tier. And then you got some secondary ones. You got some mobsters you can all lump together. You got you know, other symbiotes. I tried to get some of them together. I didn't write every single Spider-Man villain that's ever existed. A good portion of them are mostly villains that you know translate over to daredevil or that they were in one issue like i've got a facade in here and i'm like you know facade nobody knows who facade do you guys know who facade is i do not <laughs> no no yeah i had one comic of facade and i'm pretty sure it was only the one comic that facade was in so as a kid like i can tell you hey facades this like a you know teal blue mech armor type of guy that they don't even know the identity to because they didn't like the character enough to continue on with the story <laughs> but we've got plenty of different options here we've got some good we got some bad and we're going to kind of break that down here and there and uh the way that this works as well too if anybody's brand new is we're going based off of the three point voting system where let's say uh callum and i think that somebody should be in the a tier and rob thinks that somebody is in the b tier well then that's two votes for the a so they go in there we kind of try to figure out like a healthy balance between them so um we could start almost anywhere uh but i'll toss out this one because i think that it's funny i think an s tier category is just bad luck in general for peter parker this isn't really a villain per se but i think it's kind of funny to be like look one of the main things that goes on with this character is Peter just cannot catch a break. And if there's one issue in his life more so than any of the other villains and everything, it's just bad fucking luck. <laughs> I mean, in the beginning, that was a running gag where the comics never had a happy ending. Like Peter was just kind of an unlucky whiny dork in the very, very beginning of Spider-Man. So there's definitely an argument for it. And even when he's trying to save the day, it's like, all right, I'll catch Gwen. Whoops. <laughs> so, yeah, like he, poor guy. To the point that God shows up in the comics and is like, you've been through a lot, man. <laughs> That's one of my favorite little things. And one above all is just like, dude, Peter. Sorry, bro. <laughs> but I think uh, another like S tier type thing that obviously everybody's going to agree with. Norman Osborn and Green Goblin. Yeah. It's about as S tier as you can get. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now, he's uh, the... Go ahead. Go ahead. There you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's the uh, kind of most... Um, well, you have to aim at him as... I don't say he's the quintessential Spider-Man villain, but he has the family tie. I guess I guess family tie is like a, in, in certain 
uh, adaptations, he's almost like a second father to Peter because obviously best friends with Harry and we'll talk about Harry in a little bit as well, I imagine. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so that deeper personal connection between the two of them makes it a much more like a more vicious villain when he does go crazy and become the Green Goblet. He kind of checks all the boxes. He's yeah. strong enough that Peter can actually fight with him and it's not some kind of one punch deal. He is crazy. So that's a real nice contrast between Peter being obviously this like very moral character. And then you've got green goblin being a complete psychopath and Peter doesn't want to kill him, but you kind of almost feel like you need to at certain points. And he's got a cool look. Sometimes it looks better than others. I've never been the biggest fan of that uh, suit that they used in the movie for, uh, Willem Dafoe, but yeah, I mean, they've had worse, like why is he, why are you in this mask? And sometimes green goblin is like an actual goblin creature. And, uh, you know, this hulking kind of brute Hulk, uh, monster thing, but I, I'm not a big fan of that either. Do you guys like that one? Like the ultimate version? No, I think it works best as just the original concept where he's got kind of the hood and, Goblin mask. I understand why they did what they did in the, I almost said the Nolan films in the Sam Raimi <laughs> films, but I think that the original is best. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate the green and purple aesthetic of the mm-hmm. of the original comics and stuff, but I do again, I do understand the direction they took because even though the aesthetic probably isn't as good, that Green Goblin looks more menacing and it looks more capable of taking on. Uh, spider-man and the fact that it's like pretty metallic like if i was designing a a super suit to battle a superhero with then i would make one that looked more like the movie version than the comic book version yeah i think also you got to take into account the era like that's very 2000s like it looks very futuristic it looks very you know like oh this demon but it also kind of looks cool it's got the cool glider you know I think they knew what they were doing. And there's an argument to be made that after that movie, that became like the enemy for Peter. Like everybody knew Green Goblin, Spider-Man. I still maintain Spider-Man 1. It's the best Spider-Man movie, even though a lot of people like Spider-Man 2 better or they like, uh, you know, obviously there's moments in No Way Home that is just amazing. But I think, you know, start to finish Spider-Man 1 is the best one. And I really think that the look of Green Goblin for that would have been much better received if they would have just done one thing. Just give him a cloak. And then you just, it doesn't look that jarring, you know? But we got lots of Goblin-esque characters here to the point that it's, it's insane how much they keep going back to that well. And I'm going to separate them here. I'm not going to put them necessarily in those tiers, but I'm just going to move them to the side. Because we've got Harry Osborn becomes Green Goblin or New Goblin. I hated that version. That was so stupid. We've got multiple different Hobgoblins, which I don't know if you guys feel this way. I don't. I can't tell you the difference between them. I to me, to me, it's Hobgoblin is just a different colored version of a Green Goblin type. I can't tell you the difference of Phil Urich's version versus Roderick Kingsley's and no, stuff. It, it, 
it's it's just a character they developed because they just didn't well they'd already killed every single green goblin they'd done so far yeah and uh so they had to they wanted to come up with a goblin character that was i guess someone who mimicked himself after the green goblin and it's a lot of like the um well we're telling a story in these comics what who's the mysterious person and they really like doing that in the uh spider-man series where it's like hobgoblin could be this guy or it could be that guy or it could be that guy well suddenly it's this guy and then suddenly you've got four different hobgoblins and then you know ned Leeds is another hobgoblin at some point and then you take the ned character and you make him a gonkey and then you know, it's it's a mess a lot of those so it's just sort of it's a hobgoblin in general that look of the character whatever um jack-o-lantern stupid as all hell <laughs> uh d tier like <laughs> we've got uh demo goblin we got the gray goblin I'm, there's many many different ones there's probably some proto other ones goblin there. proto goblin where's proto goblin on here yeah proto goblin and there's different versions of each one and then there's there's plenty that i'm not even including on this list because i gave up at a certain point i'm just like you know screw it uh as far as i'm concerned Grey goblin norman is the absolute best and in my mind i wish that they could consolidate all the other ones and just make it to where harry is hobgoblin and that's it <laughs> just have him be okay i'm gonna be a goblin as well like my dad but i'm gonna go by the name hobgoblin because i'm not green potentially work i i kind of appreciate him taking just the exact mantle from his father and him being the new green goblin i think if he would then just be to be the hobgoblin i just thought why would you you've already got all the green goblin suit and stuff like that from your your father it's somewhere in your house somewhere so why don't you wear it and just be the green goblin again it's i don't know why he would construct something to be it just wouldn't make sense to me that he would construct a completely new character or if you would then why would it be another iteration of a goblin because or, I like why did it, like, sure. it not be the red goblin or, yeah. or something like that why did it be the hobgoblin not to uh spoil too much about my spider-man blueprint notes but uh in my version of the story it's never a green goblin it's hobgoblin that they say is it's a green hobgoblin and then you just have hobgoblin and you don't have all the other ones right because the cartoon <laughs> did that as well right they, they had the hobgoblin first yeah, and then they specified the Green Goblin afterward because it was like, okay, that's a green version of the Hobgoblin. But to me, uh, I just I don't like Proto Goblin and Gray Goblin and Demo Goblin. It's just, hey, what if we have this look of this character and throw him in the mix of Carnage and all? Is Hobgoblin the original? No, I'm pretty sure Green Goblin is. I mean, I, actually, I don't know. Well, I, I was just reading up on like his wiki and stuff like that, and saying that he was created in 1983, which would have been well after. Oh yeah, Green Goblin. So yeah, so Green Goblin oh. would have come in first. But um, Hobgoblin in general to me, just the idea of the same thing but a different look. I mean, it's certainly not S tier. I wish I like the Hobgoblin look sometimes better than the Green Goblin one, but to me, at most, C tier. I'd say B. Yeah, I'd, I'd might bump it up to B just because there are definitely a lot worse. Like a lot of the ones on the even mostly unknowns or other areas, we're probably going to delve into the the lower areas. All of these, all of these, I would go with F or E. 
I don't I don't know the difference between all of them really. A lot of them are a bit unknown to me, so. Yeah, I mean, if you're suggesting F, I I would follow suit. Yeah, I guess the only difference would be. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm, I would go E for. I mean, I don't know actually. Gray Goblin off the top of my head, so maybe I would even just uh, not even bother to rank it or something. But um, Jack O' Lantern is. <laughs> I'll I'll show you uh, the character to you can see the difference between this. Um, type that wrong. This is Jack O' Lantern. That's our Jack. A green goblin character with a fiery jack-o'-lantern mask on a flying thing that throws pumpkin bombs. Listen, Tony, when <laughs> Halloween comes around, you gotta sell toys. That's just so, like, why are you doing the goblin again thing? Like, you just, I hate it so much. I really hate the uh, jack-o'-lantern character. I mean, that's always the th- way, not, not not with every single comic book character, but there always does seem to be, as soon as you kill off a major character like the Green Goblin in the iteration, then you just get diminishing returns because they just go back to the same formula. Yeah, it's just a shame that there's not like a, I don't know, you can't like condense all the comics and make it so it's a little bit better. Well, I guess that's the whole point of the blueprint, I guess. Uh, Jack O'Lantern. Is just a um, like a costume somebody wears in in mine, but Harry, I guess maybe even not so uh, put a Green Goblin too, just Harry Osborn because really technically speaking, there's somewhere on this list I'm pretty sure is Kindred, uh, yeah, Kindred on here and whatever that character turned out to be Harry, and there's like multiple different things like that, but uh, Harry Thank just. You as like a villain being your best friend that turns evil and has all these issues he's either s or a for me i'd put him in a tier yeah 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 i think he's he's slightly lower than norman even though he's someone who's closer to peter he he doesn't carry the same level of menace as as norman did i mean he does carry menace in one way menace is the name of his girlfriend Just one of those things I had to do, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel better? A little bit. Uh, I'm kind of curious about like these F tier type things. Are there any on this list that you guys are aware of that you would be like, that's very easily an F tier one? I've got a few that I know of that are absolute trash. Mm, I mean, it's depending on how you want to view certain things. Like a really low down villain would be someone who. Because I, I again, I'm not like deep into comic books. I'm my mm. knowledge of Spider-Man extends to movies, video games, and the '90s animated series. Yeah, maybe probably watch like some spectacular Spider-Man or Ultimate Spider-Man episodes or yeah. something. Yeah, stuff along those lines. So I wouldn't be able to like most of the people in the mostly unknown section. I've like never ever heard of, mm-hmm. and I imagine there are some of those ones that you're more aware of that you would definitely be putting in there. But in terms of like an ineffective main villain, my mind immediately goes to Shocker. <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> Shocker right, is a te- is like he's cool in the sense that obviously he's got a gimmick attached to him. But he's always when you're in a when, well, especially when in the video games, he's always the first boss that you face. Mm-hmm. Because he's the easy one to defeat, and then you move on to the actual proper 
villains that you're going to be taking down. Like, I don't know, again, probably in some iteration he has been, but I've never really considered him part of that potential Sinister Six category, which I think you kind of have to reserve for, like, your very top-level villains. Like, he's he, he just feels like a, glory for, a glorified henchman. He kind of is, and uh, there's more than one shocker. There's the... Um... Herman Schultz, and then I'm blanking on the other one, Jackson something or whatever, I think. They're both in the uh, Homecoming movie. Um, but Shocker is Shocker's funny, because Shocker is a character that is very well known in the Spider-Man universe, but well known as kind of being shit in some ways. And he's never really, re- I mean, I don't, I don't follow the comics super well as it is. But I'm not aware of any stories where Shocker seems like he is anywhere close to, like, Electro or Lizard or any of the other main villain types. But he's always there, and he's I kind of like him, and his suit looks ridiculous, but I like his costume based off of, like, the, the shockwaves and all. And if we were making, you know, let's make a tier list that's like very heavy just on the main names and we have to kind of do a a bell curve and whatever shocker would definitely be on the lower end but if you compare shocker for instance to some of the people on this list that i do know he is way higher up on that because like hypno hustler is on this list and that is as close to an f tier character as you possibly get that character is basically you took the like uh afro 70s kind of vibes and made it to where if they sing they can hypnotize you i will show you a picture of hypno hustler this is what we're working with <laughs> this feels very black exploitation <laughs> <laughs> this is it I'm Super funk. <laughs> I'm a boogeyman. That's what I am. I'm here to do whatever I can. Yeah, okay. Like, like these right. these are those types of F-tier characters to me where I'm like, yeah, you know what? Uh, given- you know what? Hold on. <laughs> Shout out for him naming the backup singers the Mercy Killers. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> like, you're not going to see this in any single movie, even as a background character, unless they're going to make a joke that, like, they're going to see a concert and the Hypno Hustlers are playing or something. So it's like, Hypno Hustler is on that F tier type thing, Turbo Jet from that stupid. Uh, we can't really make the characters, but we'll try to do something similar to that on the MTV show. Uh, Pterodax, we're basically like, well, we can't do Vulture, so we'll just make these people and all those pterodax the one that he says with this technology you could cure cancer and he says i don't want to cure cancer i want to turn people into dinosaurs now that is where is he on this list uh stegron all right i think that's s tier for that that line alone It's as bad Stegron is. Uh, I think his name in the comics is like Stegron, the living dinosaur or the human dinosaur or something. Stegron is this character for those who don't know. Stegron, the dinosaur man. That's what he is. He is quite literally. Let's do lizard, but let's make him, you know, just the dinosaur. So (laughs) 
yeah, the, there's neogenics type stuff or whatever you want to call it. These but characters are garbage. Characters. <laughs> Let me see if there's that. Uh, <laughs> okay. I don't know if this is the. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's definitely not F that <laughs> yeah I mean, so it's like you know there's other okay, we're not gonna bother to rank all these like i was saying before but like uh i i couldn't tell you anything about iguana or walrus but i can tell you that you know stegron is on <laughs> that's whatever i can tell you the facade is stupid i can tell you that um you know the lobo brothers you know okay the werewolves we have a better werewolf and it's not even a good one um Shocker, though, to me, in the grand scheme of it, when you look at these kind of characters and all, Shocker's C tier. Yeah, yeah, plus, I think that's fair. And plus if you, the end of the year. I was just gonna say, if you give Stegron uh, points for that line, you got to go with the Shocker thing for the animated series. Shocker, <laughs> <laughs> you can't escape me. There is there is one person I've just noticed on the uh, mostly unknown section that I am aware of, and I think doesn't belong in an E or F tier, just personally, and this just due to my own personal uh, enjoyment of the character, and that's Screwball. So some so, of these on this list, I actually is that the girl. So that is the girl in the Spider-Man uh, PS4, PS5 game. Oh. Yeah, she's fun. She's a lot of fun. So she is, oh, yeah, okay. she is the additional character. The reason why I like her is that she is very... I say, say, like, she's a Twitch streamer that goes evil. Mm-hmm. That yeah, I like her a lot, actually, for the modern age. Yeah, you know, I wrote that... That was one of the ones that I wrote down on the list, and I was like, you know, I can't off the top of my head remember who Screwball is, so I'll just throw them in the list that I'll either look up another time or, you know, whatever... And then I figured I was not going to do a, a deep, deep dive on like regen or something. But yeah, Screwball in that uh, video game, that's a fun new kind of character. I do like that. I'd go, I'd go maybe like maybe D tier, maybe C tier, ah. depending. I, I don't think I'd go as far as. No, maybe Shocker. not as far as Fire Shocker, but like, as it says, like one of the unnut, one of the very new ones that could has a lot of potential going forward. I think Screwball would be good for it. I think that Screwball could be a character that you could see in any kind of elongated format stuff of spider-man like if you had another animated series you could do an episode based off of screwball for sure as opposed yeah. to like you're not gonna do um let's see on this list like donald Mankin <laughs> is not gonna get an episode revolving around him he's just like a businessman that's evil screwball though you that, you could have a lot of fun with that i'd go d tier Yeah, I'm good with you. Yeah, that worked. Uh, a lot of these, you know, Calypso is a side character, Grim Hunter. They're both in like the Craven side of things. I couldn't tell you anything about Black Abbott or um, I think Overdrive is like the same sort of thing as like the Turbojet and Pterodax, where it's just person in a suit gains twins or from the MTV thing. The gentleman's just another guy that's like, you know, uh, controlling Sinister Six type stuff. Shocker is a type that I could see in the Sinister Six if you want to make him one of those, those easier to deal with kind of guys. And, um, yeah, I mean, you can throw a lot of people in in the mix for a lot of things. What do you guys think about the mobsters? Because the two main yeah. ones are these two, Hammerhead yeah, yeah, and Tombstone. 
yeah, those are the two that stand out. So Silvermane's obviously the guy that's just controlling the mob. He's just the mob boss guy. He's not fighting Spider-Man. He's, you know, basically Vito Corleone <laughs> for this. And man, Mount Marco, one of the many Marcos in the Marvel Universe, including Flint and Kane. Just a big, tough guy. You know, a lot of big, tough guys. But these two are noteworthy enough that we can bother to to rank them, I think. Yeah, so I Tombstone is an interesting one because his whole character is, well, a lot of his character, I would say his whole character, but a lot of his character is built around the fact that he can't sustain damage for ex- extensive periods of time. Essentially, like, hitting him is like hit, hitting a brick wall. Whereas Hammerhead has a metal head, essentially. <laughs> or he has a, <laughs> a head made of steel. So I, I, like, I, I like both of them. I think that they're a bit one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. So they can't go too high. I put them in C tier. I, w- I would go C tier for Tombstone. I actually like Hammerhead a little bit more. And I think Hammerhead has had more exposure over the years as a, like, a character arc character. Like he's someone that you would you would have build several issues or several episodes of a TV sh- show over Hammerhead, whereas Tombstone is a one and done deal. See, I kind of feel the opposite. I feel like the I think it was Spectacular Spider-Man show they had Tombstone and they kind of mixed him with a uh, big man just to kind of you know, merge characters together, which you know, I like when they merge certain things. But to me, I'd rather merge almost all of the enforcers and and whatnot as the same kind of guy i think tombstone has a better look than hammerhead and a better gimmick overall i'd go i'd go c for tombstone d for hammerhead because i don't remember any hammerhead stuff that stood out to me yeah see i i've always gone with well i go in the opposite direction just due to my exposure to the characters because uh, Tombstone I first became aware of in the latest Spider-Man game but that was the first ever time that I'd even heard of Tombstone uh, I'd never seen him in any of the uh, the 90s animated series where Hammerhead is actually not a big character but he's he features fairly prominently I'm and sure Tombstone was Robbie's friend yeah he's in Tombstone's in the animated he looks yeah. more like oh, this that, yeah he looks like that see that's that's why I get confused right. he, he looks more look like a vampire like that in, <laughs> he doesn't look anything like that in the video game so, but I think that uh, Hammerhead was more prominent in that, and he was also the thing that I first saw Hammerhead in is the. Oh, that's what they uh, make him look like. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, in the uh, in the what was it the the video game PS One video game I think it was Spider Man Two Electro Electro something or Enter Electro Ele- Enter Electro yeah, and yeah he was. Yeah, so he was fairly. Uh, yeah, Tombstone wasn't in that. It was a. It was a hammerhead. It was a hammerhead. hammerhead. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. So, well, he, he won't look right. <laughs> it's PS One. I mean, yeah. it looks about as good as you're gonna get. Yeah, it's there's yeah. been worse. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I and also Hammerhead has put, as a had a bigger DLC arc associated with him in the new Spider-Man game as well. Like pretty much the whole of the. DLC that came out for Spider-Man uh, was Covered related mob, to Hammerhead. Yeah. yeah, was related to the mob and related to Hammerhead in particular. Huh. So, I mean, look at the um, that uh, one in the middle of him as a giant robot in a giant robot suit. That's awesome. Yeah, that's essentially huh. what they do with Hammerhead. And that's his uh, 
make him a mech, pretty much. They sort so of a, merged that with uh, that mech suit version of Rhino, yeah. in a way. Huh. So, See, I have so, not... Uh, I, I watched the like a playthrough of the video game, but I didn't watch any of the DLCs type stuff, and I didn't check out the Miles Morales one. Yeah. He's not in the Miles Morales one. Uh, but I think that... So that, again, it's just how um, our different takes and our different, uh, uh, I guess... Exposure is expo- a good thing. Yeah, different exposure to the Spider-Man series. Uh, so, really, I'm leaning more towards Hammerhead. You're leaning more towards Timestone. So, so, Rob, you've got the deciding vote on And that. that's why I said put them both in C. You know, based off of this, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't aware that they had given him as much to that. I'm going to spoil so much of my blueprint when it comes to some of these things. Like I, I look at that and I go, okay, hammerhead in my mind is you've got the head gimmick, you know, he's got a metal plate in his head or whatever. And he's a mobster, just a guy essentially. And this to me is like kind of what I, I would picture hammerhead to be. And then I look at tombstone and I go, okay, tombstone is a mobster with this like gargoyle-ish rock hard skin yeah, he's a little similar to Rhino in some ways. And then, of course, if you uh, throw this in there, then it's like, all right, similar to the other type of Rhino. And then Man Mountain Marco is just a really big, tough guy and then whatever. And I, I sort of look at them all and go, man, I wish that Hammerhead and Tombstone were sort of the same guy. Where it's like a rock hard skin with a metal plate in your head type mobster guy. And you just have that as one character. So, I mean, I'm totally down for putting them both in that C tier range. I'd potentially yeah, even be up for bumping shocker up to B tier. Now that I'm thinking about nah, it, but depending shock, on, shock is on that level. <laughs> um, uh, I'm not going to go to the ends of the earth to defend it. But <laughs> 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 um, but, uh, of course, with any of these for anybody that's checked out a Mount Rushmore that we've done in the past, we might end up adjusting people. If we end up realizing that we got like way too many in a tier, we want to move something up to a S or, you know, whatever highly doubt that we're going to move people like you know harry's going to turn into the fdr or anything like that but you never know what happens um those are characters that i think are worth ranking though something like silvermane is just like it's d tier he's hit the mobster leader guy fucking whatever you know it's not offensive you need a character like that but if you're gonna have a character like that that's gonna be the mobster criminal gangster type you're going kingpin I'm his S tier. And Kingpin is I if I think Kingpin, if somebody says to me, all right, Kingpin versus, I'm thinking Daredevil. He's just become more of a Daredevil villain. But that's in a good part because Daredevil doesn't have a whole lot of really good villains. Like Kingpin is absolutely S tier for a Daredevil. Bullseye is absolutely S tier for Daredevil. Stilt man <laughs> is not quite the same. And I really look at that and I go, man, you know what? If you could go back in time and you can kind of make things a little bit easier and all, a character like Stiltman makes way more sense to be a Spider-Man villain than a Daredevil one. And a character like Kingpin makes way more sense to be a Daredevil villain than a Spider-Man one. But he still works super well as a Spider-Man villain because they just they leveled him up just enough that he can have a fight with Spider-Man and it's not like he gets knocked out in one punch. And he represents the best of all that mobster type thing. He's great as a character in like the, the video game that I had um, seen the parts of that and like the into the Spider-Verse 
Of course, he is the main villain in that. Kingpin is easily, at the very, very, very least, he's A tier, but potentially S tier. He's S tier. He's an S tier Marvel villain overall. If you told me Mount Rushmore Marvel villains right now, he'd be on there. Like, we might have to do a Mount Rushmore of Marvel villains because Kingpin's not an S tier Marvel villain, Mount Rushmore to me, but he's an a tier one on that one. So that's where I'm like, yeah, I can't rank him above Dr. Doom for instance, you know, but uh, I'd, put him on, I'd put him on the level with Dr. Doom. Where are you standing on this Calum? Is he S or a, or are you trying to make the case that he's like B? No, he's definitely not B. He's definitely B or S or A. Okay. But the argument comes where, as, as you pointed out, that he is more of a daredevil villain. So does that diminish him as a Spider-Man one? Because there are more pe- there are people that I associate more with Spider-Man than I do the Kingpin. Right. And so, I mean, he's a big part of the 90s animated series, but yeah, we're also in a time frame where they couldn't use Electro, for instance. So who knows? I mean, they used him eventually, but it was a bastardized version of the character. And Yeah. So I think that just on that basis, I'd probably put him as an A for now. Mm-hmm. But, th- but we could bump him up. There's just a couple other ones that I'm more... I'm more uh, inclined to. I think he is one of, if not the main one that when we get done this list, we'll know whether he goes in S or A. Um, so obviously we're not going to bother to put like, you know, the, the enforcers and some of them on this list or whatever, but let's talk about some of those uh, just completely random type characters on here. I mean, I forgot to put big wheel, big wheel is definitely F tier. You guys know big wheel. <laughs> No, I'm familiar with it. This, <laughs> this is Big Wheel. Big Wheel. <laughs> Wait a minute. You what, see- so did did he get bit by a, mer- a, a radioactive <laughs> uh, merry-go-round or something? Nope, it's a guy in a big wheel. Oh, okay. So you know the funny thing is, if you did a Spider-Man series right now, like the Harley Quinn series. This guy becomes a kite man like favorite. <laughs> this is somebody's a pitch of like you should put him in there. Big Wheel is absolutely ridiculous of a character in the way that uh, look at this. This is a you throw another uh, bad character in there. The Rocket Racer. <laughs> Rocket Racer was in the, the animated series, I think. Um, big Wheels that like let's just throw something out there. I don't know. This guy's in a big mechanical wheel and. We could have that or whatever, but he's become one of like the polka dot man, uh, condiment king type characters in like the Batman series where Big Wheel's gotten enough notoriety of being like the stupidest villain types that I could legitimately see him popping up in like the boss level of a video game or in like you know a random episode of, the, of an animated series where it's like okay, let's just have fun with this and whatever. And I I mean, I dedicated an entire little section to Big Wheel, my blueprint of like, I got, I'm going to do something with Big Wheel. I'm not going to spoil what it is, but it has something to do with Kingpin and something to do with Rollerball. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> but uh, Big Wheel's that kind of type. Um, I'm not a fan of Man Wolf. It's uh, J. Jonah Jameson's son, John Jameson. 
in general, I do not think werewolf characters are all that interesting because we've seen them a million times and that's just sort of, okay, guy turns into a werewolf and that's the end of it. And I don't like when you incorporate it's an alien gem and that becomes the werewolf thing is like some kind of alien thing or whatever, this moon rock and blah, blah, blah. I think that man wolf is E tier. I don't even think this serves a purpose like what the D tier ones do. I can live with that because the only usage I've ever seen of Jonah's son is just to, to introduce the symbiote. Yeah, and the uh, the the rocket ship thing from the yeah, animated series. Yeah, and like in a lot of other ways too, where he's always the guy who goes up to space, and then they find the symbiote, and I like that. That works for me. I like John Jameson as a character, yeah. But I hate Man Wolf. <laughs> I'm like, why is he turning into a werewolf? This is stupid. And I really hate the name too, Man Wolf, because he ain't called him Wolf Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm totally down with him being that low down. I just say werewolf characters are pretty passe. Let's talk about this is a, a group that we can all group together. You got doppelganger you got kane you got spider side you got the jackal jackal he's jackal um probably some other ones in here that i'm forgetting or whatever and you know plenty other ones as well scorpion in one version of it the clone saga (laughs) is not one of the most well-received story arcs that they've done and it is another one of those things that's very indicative of spider-man just throwing out random ideas and some of them sticking and some of them not really working all that well. And then you've got, you know, this character is brought back to life just because he wanted Gwen Stacy back, but it's a clone, but it's this, but Spider-Man's here, but Ben Riley's the real one and all this kind of bullshit in general. When you come with like the idea of cloning Spider-Man and making a story out of that, I think there's something there. It's just that it's been botched like crazy. Like Kane is just anti-hero Spider-Man. That's, you know, I'm going to turn good, but I'm such a monster. I don't know. Spider-Side is just like an assassin type character. That's got no purpose other than to be evil. Doppelganger is just what if Spider-Man were a fucking freak and evil and a monster. I'm not a big fan of them overall. I think that like doppelganger is kind of in that D tier range. Cause I like the idea of like cloned man, spider monster, but you can't go real high on it. I don't think it's not like you're going to make a movie specifically about doppelganger. He would just be one fight in the movie and Jackal would be the main villain, but Jackal is stupid. (laughs) Dr. Miles Warren having an obsession over his uh, student Gwen Stacy and trying to take her DNA and bring her back to life. And then, you know, I mean, there's like, that's, that's so CW (laughs) and like, that would be a, a plot on an episode of Smallville and all, and you might be able to get something out of it too. But when you incorporate Jackal turning into, which uh, for anybody, I'll just keep, you know, showing up these uh, examples. Jackal turns into this. And then I think to myself, okay, so he's a, a green goblin. Motherfucker, why are we doing this? You couldn't have made the character look any different than that. He can't even be another color. Why does he have to have those ears? 
And I hate that. Because he's a jackal. <laughs> I mean, Jackal could have been... He could have even looked exactly the same and you color swap it. Just change the palette to, like... I mean, in general, Spider-Man villains are pretty much only ever purple, green, and yellow. But you go with yellow. And then he would look more menacing to me and different and whatever, but... I don't like him being a physical villain. I only like really, I guess this would be like the closest to what I would like, but even then he's still green and doesn't need to have those ears and all. I am not a fan of Jackal. Whereas a lot of other people I think would rank him higher. I would put Jackal and doppelganger in the D tier. And I probably wouldn't even bother to rank these two, even though they are bigger deals, but I'd, I'd maybe put spider side in the e and then kane i would put in like the anti-hero and not rank him um yeah i don't like spider side i think jackal can go a little higher for anybody who's wondering this is spider side doppelganger not not crazy this is like somebody didn't know how to draw their proportions for spider-man and that's where you get spider side with these arms like this (laughs) <laughs> um, not really familiar enough with, with any of those characters to really uh, fight a corner one way or the other cool with like that that sort of range I mean I'm fine with it yeah what were you saying Rob you were saying who I think Jackal high? Jackal could go a tier higher go to C tier then go doppelganger indeed spider side and E yeah. Again, there's no science to this, everybody. <laughs> you know, I'm sure some people are, they probably would be like, what do you mean you're not going to rank certain people? You know, we're not going to. And if there was a science to it, we just use it to turn people into dinosaurs. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> we're not going to use it to cure cancer, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> but speaking of science, <laughs> let's talk about Alistair Smythe and Spencer Smythe. Alistair's B tier. Like, I, I would put that as B tier for me because. Of how involved they were in the animated series with the spider slayers, and there were so many spider slayers. <laughs> there was always a spider slayer to be slain. So I think they're pretty high up for me. But what do you guys think? Well, Spencer is the old man, for anybody who doesn't know the difference between them. Uh, he's Alistair's father, and he is the one that primarily creates the robotic spider slayers, whereas Alistair is the one that becomes the spider slayer. And they've had him look a little bit more like Ocean Master <laughs> over the years, it seems. Like the uh, the current version, I guess, um, looks like this. Where I'm like, yeah, it's kind of a little bit like, like Ocean Master in some ways. I'm more familiar with this version from the animated series that for some reason has these things growing out of him that shoot lasers. Looks like <laughs> Captain Planet grew tentacles. <laughs> He's got one of those 90s mullets <laughs> going on. Look, Alistair Smythe, without that, like just the character who had the hover chair, had like the perfect 90s mullet. Look, look at look yeah. this guy. <laughs> look at this glorious mullet. <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> look at this uh, business in the front party in the back <laughs> we got going on. Why is he so sad? <laughs> you know? Yeah, this is a character that I feel has untapped potential. This is a ugly drawing holy shit sorry everybody <laughs> this is so uh, what is going on there so um, apologies to the artist yeah you know you should have drawn better 
uh bj novak by the way played alistair smythe in the amazing spider-man 2 and you wouldn't know it because the amazing spider-man 2 has multiple people that are like wait a minute that's supposed to be that character what do you mean felicia hardy's in that movie you know what i mean uh i think overall i'm not too familiar in the comics versions that things just like i said before i don't read the comics and all but like this character seems more like i could picture them potentially being the main villain of a movie where maybe you kind of have spencer smythe creating the robot versions and then alistair becomes the version of the spider slayer and all that and you just kind of make it like the two of them i don't think alistair by himself can really hold a movie but i like alistair smythe and i like the spider slayer concept to the point that i'm like you know i I can maybe see B tier for Alistair and I could maybe see maybe the C or the D for Spencer. I'm not too sure. Cause really where I get in with the spider slayer, Spencer Smythe thing. I like the idea that spider slayer is more than Spencer and anybody can create the need for the spider slayers. You can have J Jonah Jameson hire Spencer to create them. You can have Kingpin fund the spider slayers, you can have Norman Osborn be the one that makes him. I don't think Spencer is necessarily the guy for it, but I think the Spider Slayers are cool. Like the the mech thing. So I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe, think maybe B, maybe C, maybe D. As a package, they're B for me if you put them all together. But if you're going to separate them like that, I think that's fine. BCD. How familiar are you with the Smythe and Slayer type things, Callum? I mean, I vaguely remember them from the 90s series. But maybe that arc just didn't leave an impression on me too much because, yeah, I had to, I looked at them and thought, like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of remember it, but it, it, it just, just, uh, just hasn't left enough of an impression on me. So, yeah. again, I'm, I'm more than happy for you two to uh, determine these ones. All right, let's. Uh, I don't know. You want to toss out of one of those random? All ones right, let, let, let's 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 talk about one of my favorite one-off villains from the animated series, the Spot. Oh yeah, I really want to talk about Spot. <laughs> Spot is a character that we now are going to talk about in very little context, but in a year, this character is blowing up. Yeah. Guaranteed, because he's going to be one of the main villains in the Across the Spider-Verse movie. And they're going to do, I guarantee they're going to do something with that character that's going to make him much more mainstream. Yeah, so the main exposure that I'm sure to Rob is in a similar boat based on the fact that this is like a one-off character. It's there's a it's a one-off episode from the 90s animated series mm-hmm. where it's this guy who is essentially like in a scientist or in a science environment that's they're working with I can't remember what the actual technology is they're working with but essentially he ends up developing holes in his body which can allow him to transport from one place to another or move different like yeah just move things around and it seems like it's a very one note in terms of the fact of okay you you develop a spot on the ground and someone falls through it and they end up somewhere else well, it's an okay. interdimensional portal gimmick, so like, yeah. where because they couldn't kill anybody, mm. so well, they couldn't. Their- it's not even that they couldn't kill anybody; they couldn't punch anybody. Well, that's no. where I, I was going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> so, but 
but it, but it is like the the thing that makes that episode memorable. It's actually one of the most memorable episodes that I can always just recall off the top of my head of the spot as one of the characters. Like again, you, Alistair Smythe was probably in far more episodes and in far more of a bigger arc, but this one-off episode sticks with me a lot more. Is the guy behind Spot in that thing, which was he was very um, he didn't want to be evil. He just needed he wanted to give his girlfriend like things and wanted to help them out of their tough situation. I'm sure the one that will be in in spite of us will be a more menacing well, villain. Yeah, I mean, look at him. <laughs> Like, that's pretty damn frightening looking. You got this, like, living Rorschach thing. Mm. But, but uh, the, one in the, uh, the one in the animated series was a, a, quite a, a likable guy, really, in general. Like, <laughs> 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 and he's the one that Spider-Man never really could have, like, he, he managed to get, get to him in the end. But, like, he's a guy that really, he can't really figure out too much. Like, Spider-Man has a lot of trouble dealing with this guy. It's a weird, weird character where, like... Like, that that looks actually pretty... Like, I I can't imagine making a movie... Like, a live-action movie, say, you know, the Tom Holland version, about Spot. The Across the Spider-Verse thing, like, they're gonna do something here, it's gonna make him, like, you know, he's a dimensional portal thing, and, you know, they'll probably go with, like, the monster aspect of the character. Like, he is creating these dimensional things black holes are popping up and you got to stop them and he's like ah you know i i don't want to die and and such they'll probably go with something like that because if you go with this this is stupid as all hell <laughs> but the character is fun and it's like how many times can you do this gimmick of peter punches one of the holes and punches himself on the face like you run out of it super fast but like i mean this is as classic as you can get just <laughs> wham right in the face like that I like the idea of Spot and for this like one-off type maybe we don't want to do an episode about Mysterio but we want to do something that's similar to that like kind of vibe Spot's kind of cool <laughs> I like Spot so, like, I think I'd go C tier a few years ago I would go more in like the, the E tier like okay, Spot's really you know whatever but I got a feeling when we get to that Across the Spider-Verse movie, he's going to potentially even level up to a B tier. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be fine with him being C at the moment. Speaking so, of Spider-Verse type stuff, let's talk about Prowler. Because this is one of those characters that I think that they made a mistake on. Prowler used to be Hobby Brown, and they made him into you know a villain that reforms, and he becomes one of these like allies for Spider-Man. And then they they have a bunch of those characters, like the Slingers, you know, Dusk and Ricochet and all. Not Ricochet from WWE. But instead of just making a new character, they decided to eventually make him Hornet and then give the Prowler name to Miles Morales' uncle. And that character has far exceeded the Brown version of Prowler, of like the anti-hero and all. Uh, Aaron Davis is is Prowler now. Like, if you were to, I mean, most people probably you you're on the street and you say almost any of these names and go, "Can you tell me about Mister Negative?" And people go, "What the fuck are you talking about, pal?" 
But if you talk in the comic book community and you go, who's Prowler? They're going to say it's Aaron Davis. And that character is much cooler than the anti-hero version. I just wish that they would have been like, oh, let's keep the Prowler as the other one. Let's give a brand new name to Aaron Davis and not just use the Prowler thing. I don't know. But I like Prowler as that type of character. And I'm not a big Miles Morales fan. I think that the character is very like gimmicky in a lot of ways. The best parts of Miles are basically Peter. And that's kind of, you know, why are you bothering in that way? But I think that in his story, Prowler is S or A tier. In the overall scheme of it, I'd go towards that B or C range. Um, I'd say C. I'm not crazy about Prowler. But it could be. Like, he's a big villain for Miles, though, so it could be B in that way. Yeah, having uh, played the Mars Morales game, which I think, again, it was just a, it's my first real exposure outside of Into the Spider-Verse to the Mars Morales character. I think that helps paint him in a very much, I'd, I'd say like a completely different light to Peter, but he he feels like a complete, he feels like a complete separate character. He doesn't feel like just, you know, uh, just a, a new version of Peter. He feels like, okay, he's a guy who's fighting for his own community in Harlem and that helps out. And, and Prowler's a big part of that because of the familial connection so they understand each other. So there's an understanding, but a conflict because uh, Aaron Davis just can't stop being Prowler or can't stop or, or is like feels compelled to be that antagonist that Miles not only wants to stop because of the harm they could potentially cause as either an anti-hero or as a, a straight up villain, but someone who he doesn't want to see hurt because it's his uncle. So mm. it's, I think that due to the potential that he has with the Miles Morales character, both previously and going forward, I think he should be a B. Yeah, I'm leaning right, more I'm towards. I'm leaning more towards that because it's like, look, I'm mostly ranking this based off of Peter because mostly these are Peter villains. But to the Spider-Man series in general, a lot of people their Spider-Man is Miles, and he is much higher up on that. But I think B tier is a really good way of putting that on there. We've talked a lot about some of these, like, you know, the shittier characters and all. Something like Boomerang is not going to rank high. Molten Man's not going to rank high. Shriek, uh, you know, any of these, I think, if anybody wants to toss out, like, I'd rank them in this tier or that tier or anything, by all means, stop me. I think but, we've uh, covered the bulk of the ones that we know. I mean, uh, like, like, I know Shriek, I know Boomerang, you know, all those. But the highest out of out of everybody that's on this whole list here... The highest I would go would probably be Tinkerer. <laughs> and that's like D tier. You know, none of them are good. They're all just background shit. Yeah, you know, the symbiotes. Look, Scream is female carnage, but not as good. Hybrid is, well, let's try to do Venom, sort of, but not really. And then Toxin is, you know, an anti hero. And Lasher, Phage, and Riot, they're just more different colors. So they're like kind of pointless. And that 
again, I throw them all together in the same. The kids at DVD aren't need something to do, Tony. Please, yeah. like they need something to do. Yeah, I couldn't tell you anything really about Sin Eater other than that he kills uh, Jean de Wolf. I couldn't tell you anything about Cold Heart. I couldn't tell you anything about Mendelstrom other than hey, he gets killed in the first Spider-Man movie, and nobody really knows who Mendelstrom is. He's a guy that's like uh, killed by Norman. I think if we're yeah. talking like these characters, obviously these are the ones that are going to be much more in that range of that Mount Rushmore that we're going to get to. But the, hey, like the, I said, if you uh, if you have any arguments for them, you let me know. <laughs> I was like, before we just um, dive into the main ones, because obviously they're the ones we want to be able to be talking about. And again, as as you're probably more familiar with a lot of these ones, you're more than welcome to just put some of them in different in in the lower end, so we can balance it out with the ones we're going to be putting up on the higher end mm-hmm. of things. But uh, there is a character that I think is missing as far as again it's something that i think is fairly recent so that might have been the reason why it's missed and it's also due to my uh i would say dedication to the new video game but an interesting villain or just due to their relationship with peter in the video game is rafe and rafe is if people are unaware is uh who yuri watanabe becomes as a villain so Yuri in the Spider-Man video game is the uh, female police officer, like head of police, that works with Peter. Like hmm. is basically there to help him out. And again, this the reason why you would be unaware of this is because again it extends into the DLC. Yeah. So, so the whole story of the DLC it, it's built around Hammerhead, but it's also built around Yuri because in the at the start of the DLC, the mission is that she and a group of other policemen and policewomen uh, rush the building that Hammerhead and his mobsters are holed up in and essentially it's a trap and it ends up with she's the only survivor out of all of them. Everyone else is just slaughtered and she needs to go around telling the families that everyone has died. She takes leave from the police force and she makes it her mission to kill Hammerhead to get revenge for all the uh, all the colleagues that she lost. And Spider-Man prevents her from killing Hammerhead because he doesn't want her going down that path. But she does manage to succeed to a degree. She thinks she's killed Hammerhead, but Hammerhead survives because she shot him in the head, and the head is strong. So that <laughs> manages to get away with it. But Not um, the best move if you're going to kill Hammerhead. Right, no. yeah, you can go for any other body part and you probably win. So, she's, so then she's fired from the police force and she becomes a vigilante. And she doesn't like target. She targets mobsters and she targets people in Hammerhead circles to inside Hammerhead circle to kill. But she's essentially a murderer now, and that's the character Rafe becomes. So that's her, and then you see that the character next to it is that. That's who she becomes. Cool looking design. Yeah. So I was saying like she'd be a major one, but just someone to maybe keep an eye out in the future, just because I again. The characters that I appreciate the most from a villainous side to Spider-Man, or villainous or any other side to that, is someone who has a close relationship to either Spider-Man as a friendship before turning villainous or to Peter Parker. And so I think that she's an interesting she was she's an interesting one. She's essentially like someone who goes it's it's almost like I guess the Spider-Man equivalent of Red Hood. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so I could, I so I like that character. Oh, and I don't have Silver Sable on this list, by the way. 
I don't have oh. her because uh, she's not really a villain in my mind. Nah, she's um, she's just um, like again, just works for a organization that can be good and can be bad sometimes. But uh, yeah, I, I I would say that she wouldn't go any higher than like C or D, but still an interesting one. Yeah, I am unfamiliar with uh, Rafe in this kind of context and all, but it sounds like the type of character that I would like. And uh, as that like anti-hero vigilante isn't not looting right um in that kind of side of things i'd probably lump her in with kane where i wouldn't necessarily put her in there uh as like a villain but that kind of brings up a point of uh these two characters too black cat is a spider-man villain to some people in my mind she definitely isn't she's not (laughs) she is it's, it's the, the it's the Catwoman rip- thing. Yeah, it's, it's the most blatant ripoff of Catwoman. Yeah, and it's v- like you know one to one ratio of this seductress cat burglar with, of course, this of course then the, the comics the way that they draw things, this body that's ridiculous, and the whole point of the character is sex appeal and uh, having this like will they won't they type relationship and all, but ultimately almost always ends up being good selena in my mind for the batwoman uh batwoman wow i'm gonna go with batwoman uh for the batman uh women's side of things is the main love interest and a part of the bat family she is a a flawed anti-hero who does criminal acts once in a while black cat is a more murderous type of uh vigilante than spider-man would be of course but he can count on her to help him fight battles she is still ultimately a good character and if you're gonna go with the black cat as the criminal and maybe she might reform in the future type yeah i mean you can call that a villain but she's not (laughs) And Talon, for anybody who doesn't know her, she is, they couldn't do Black Cat, so they did what is basically Black Cat in that Marvel MTV Spider-Man thing where her name is Cheyenne Tate, and I think that she is dating Harry, or she's dating Robbie, I don't remember which one, and she's basically, look, we we can't call the character Felicia Hardy, and we can't call her Black Cat, so we're going to make her Cheyenne Tate, and she's Talon. But she's kind of an anti-hero in there, too. So I'm like, you know what? I would make that same distinction of, nope, not a villain. I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think either of these two are like prominent enough villains, or at least they're too closely associated working with Peter to, you know, mm. to, to make them stand out villains. Same, I would think, potentially when it comes to Morbius. There's a little bit more of an argument there. Uh, uh, okay, so Morbius' his name has been dragged a bit through the mud. Recently. <laughs> it's morbid time. <laughs> why? Like, I wonder why. Well, there, there, was, there was this movie that came out called, <laughs> called Morbius. The Adventures of Mr. Morbius. <laughs> garbage, garbage movie. Fucking terrible. You should all watch yeah. it. <laughs> so, but the Morbius, at least the one of the most familiar with, which is the, again, from the 90s animated character, uh, TV show is again a very reluctant villain. Mm-hmm. He's like he's cursed essentially to turn into a vampire. 
and so he has to do what he does but he he doesn't i don't think he willingly wants to fight peter he's more than happy to just live his life and let spider-man do what he does but they are obviously going to come into conflict because he's attacking people at night and trying to drink their blood so that's Uh, by the way what he does is because he's not allowed to drink their blood on the animated series (laughs) he needs a little suck buddies on his hands those little suction plug cup things that he needs plasma plasma. (laughs) i need plasma (laughs) yeah Yeah. the 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 90s were weird yeah (laughs) it's so dumb that they're like you can't punch anyone (laughs) morbius is in that same kind of anti-hero range to me i mean he has his own comics where he's the hero he's somebody who can team up with blade you know I'd put him Wait, there instead of ranking him as a villain. Oh, is that your thing? Uh, I said that's an odd couple, Morbius and Blade. Yeah. Because oh, Blade's like, you know, well, not really one of those, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of the good ones, types, you know. <laughs> but I think that that opens up the discussion when it comes to Lizard. Now, Lizard is definitely a villain. Yeah, he's a bit different because he... Lizard's the villain. Right. It's, you know, Dr. Kurt Connors is trying to heal his uh, wounded arm. You know, he lost his arm in whatever version it is. Sometimes it's like uh, an accident. Sometimes it's, you know, the war. Sometimes he's born without it. It's all different types of variations of this. But the point is, he's missing an arm. He's using lizard DNA to try to grow that back. Like, they regrow their tails. And it turns him into a lizard. And then, depending on your interpretation of the character, sometimes he's this, like, murderous monster that eats people sometimes he wants to turn people into lizards which really is like what the fuck you care about that dude that's ridiculous i love the lizard character though and i think it's for two main reasons number one he's a physical villain so you can have him against spider-man and it looks cool you know they got the character in like the trend uh the lab coat and everything i like that design but easily even more so peter almost always has a very positive relationship with Dr. Kirk Connors. And then when he, he's got to fight lizard, it's a matter of, I want to cure him and I don't want to hurt him. I think he is in that S tier range. I'd potentially go into the A, but I couldn't go any lower than A. Um, I'd go A. Yeah. The, my initial inclination is leaning towards A, even though he's got, again, got that really close relationship to Peter. I think that I think he he doesn't strike me as even though they have done this, I wouldn't build a, a full movie around him as the the main antagonist. Just doesn't doesn't strike me as that person. It's, it's someone that like Peter would periodically be fighting with. I always felt like they missed an opportunity when. When people make the argument that Spider-Man 3 is bad because it has too many villains, I go, no, it's bad because it's written bad. <laughs> you can make you know multiple villains in a movie and it can work. And I always thought a really good way of incorporating a lot of characters could have always been you have Kraven, Lizard, and Scorpion all in the same movie. And you have a trifecta where Kraven is hunting Spider-Man and those other two because they're all animals. Scorpion is the bad guy who is the monster and lizard is the good guy. Who's the monster. So you've got good hunter. Who's bad, good monster. Who's bad, bad monster. Who's bad. 
good hero who's good. You cover all those bases. And you have Craven kill Scorpion, but he can't kill Lizard because you got to save Lizard at the end. And you take down Craven as well. Cra- Scorpion dead. Craven locked up. Lizard cured. I think that that's the best possible movie you could tell. And they, they fucked it up. And for some reason, we're getting a Craven movie now. <laughs> because intellectual property. Because they're like, Money. oh, you know, we didn't make that jackpot movie or that Aunt May movie, so <laughs> stupid. But um, talking about them, uh, Craven and there's two versions of Scorpion here, and I separated them because to some people, Scorpion is Matt Gargan in a Venom suit, and I don't like that character. I think Venom no, should n- no, never. That's, go that's not what I think about at all. Yeah. C- can we um can we add Rhino to this as well? Just the the reason why I want to add Rhino to this is because whenever Rhino and Scorpion seem to always be tied together in some capacity, at least from the versions that I've seen, they always have this kind of Tweedle D Tweedle Dummer <laughs> yep. relationship. That's because they where... are very similar in a lot of ways. Like Scorpion sometimes is Mac Gargan wearing a suit. Like Rhino can be in like the mech suit, and it's like the you know I forget how they made the acronym Rhino stand for. Or they've had it where it's like, okay, Matt Gargan turns into the scorpion creature. And then you got Rhino is this guy with this Rhino skin that's like grafted to him. So it's almost like you're telling the same story, but you're telling it in two different ways and you're not, you kind of want to double dip in some ways. So I prefer the, for, for each of them in terms of their origin story, I prefer the scorpion is this crazy medical experiment or this that that jj Jameson arranges that goes horribly wrong and that's welds him to the scorpion suit and he's pissed about it for the rest of his life that's the that's the version that i prefer of his and right now right i prefer the mech suit because even though you could have this really tough bodybuilder type guy playing rhino or being rhino you could I think the mech suit makes him far more intimidating. And I think it's it's again it's it's a more modern age thing. I'm not super uh I don't super appreciate the version of the a version of Rhino from the nineties movie, which is essentially just a buff guy in a grey suit. Or, or a grey costume. I guess if I was doing it now I'd probably go with the mech suit for the Rhino character. Um, I love both of these characters. You need... I almost used a wrestling term. It's like, you need lower card guys that, you know, <laughs> can easily get beaten. That they could be part of the Sinister Six. They can fill out the the, the group like that. You could have... I mean, you could have Doc Ock and Scorpion and Rhino and Shocker and whatever. You can make any kind of combo of the Sinister Six outside of throwing in fucking Humbug. <laughs> it's a great name, though. Yeah, but they're kind. But they're the, as I say, they're the mid bosses before you get to mm-hmm. the the top guy and whatever, whether it's the game or a a movie or anything like that. These aren't the people that you'd build the entire movie around. But no, you even like Scorpion can't hold a movie by himself. He needs somebody like a Craven in there. Yeah, because because at the end of the day, even though they can be fun characters and I think they've got good personalities, they're very one dimensional. Again, Rhino is a. Is typically portrayed as a dumb guy in a rhino costume or a mech suit mm-hmm. that goes around and destroys things. 
he's a great villain for a boss level of a video game or you know like the the heavy in a movie where some guy like a not necessarily a J. Jonah Jameson, but like, you know, a guy pulling the strings has Rhino as his henchman. He's exactly. the, uh, he's the odd job to Goldfinger. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> there's not exactly a, a huge amount of depth of character that you can explore behind mm. that really. And Scorpion, again, his, he, he has some, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has some interesting abilities, but it's built around the fact that he's welded into a suit that he no longer wants to be in, which can be the fuel for some interesting character development because essentially his life is ruined. He can't see his family, even though I think the idea was he was just like a low level petty criminal and then he gets welded into the suit and then he's just like, okay, his entire life is ruined because his family don't want to associate with him and all of that stuff. But uh, it's still, it's still a bit weak and a bit one dimensional. So I think the highest I could go for both of them is B. I'd probably go. They're like the t- they're C plus or B minus. So it's if we were gonna break it down like that. I think they're better than Shocker. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, then I, I B low B. I go in the B tier as well because to me, as much as and I'm yeah the better version of Scorpion, the better version of Rhino. I kind of agree. I like the mech suit, uh, mech suit a little bit better as opposed to a guy with a, a weird skin condition thing that it doesn't really make as much sense. And I I like Scorpion better as like the genetic monster in some ways. I actually kind of even like the character from the Ultimate One where it's another clone of Peter. But um, I like Matt Gargan, so you know separate. Definitely not Venom in that way they are in that range of hobgoblin where i'm like they're classic villains and i definitely want to see proper scorpion in a movie and proper rhino in a movie not just one friggin' action scene at the very very end where it's one shot but you can't build a movie around them like we're saying and if a character like kingpin or lizard is a tier they're not on par so i go b I'd actually go more B plus than B minus though. So we're in that like that B range for sure. Craven. I can that make becomes a baby face. I can make a case for like an A minus. I can make a case for a B. I go B. Maybe on the higher end of B, potentially. I think B plus? That he has a lot he has a lot has a lot more depth to him, I think. He's cool, but he's also he can sometimes be just really stupid. Not in like the, you know, character dumb kind of thing like Rhino, but like Craven the Hunter being a guy who is able to hunt down Spider-Man and be more ruthless in that way. You can tell some good stories with that. I always liked him, so, you know, to me he's not the he's not going to go on my Mount Rushmore. I would say to spoil that a little bit. Yeah. But he, he's somebody that they shouldn't have a separate movie for. I think that movie's going to be shit. <laughs> no, but he'd definitely be the main antagonist in this Spider-Man movie. Yeah. And you can incorporate, you know, Stegron and all these other kind of characters. You can have, you can have him go up against swarm, but then he becomes a good guy. Cause swarm is a dude made out of bees. Who's a Nazi. <laughs> so this is right. This is Swarm, for anybody who doesn't know. <laughs> this is who you're dealing with. And he is the Nazi. 
Nazi bees. Look at that one down like, there. It's, it's, it's Nazi down bees there. and honey. Like yeah, he is. He's uh, he's a Nazi. So I, I mean, that's the type of character that again to spoil a little bit of my blueprint. Uh, not a Nazi. <laughs> I don't know why you ought to make him a Nazi in that. That's kind of why are the why are we making the bees the villain here? The bees are Nazis. That's a Nazi. He was by Nazi bees. <laughs> Nazi made bees. Like yeah, yeah. That's a character you can't really. I guess they went with like a a more mech version of him in whatever this one is. That's the easy fix to all of this. That's kind of that's kind of cool design. I like that a little bit better. Um, yeah, swarm is uh shit, but. Um, <laughs> We got a couple other ones here uh, worth talking about. Given, we talked about the last tier one in a while, though. So let's talk about Doc Ock. Doc Ock, I a- here's here's my uh, here's my hot take. Doc Ock isn't as good as everybody says he is. I think the character has a lot going for it, but my main two flaws: number one, sometimes he looks really ridiculous. <laughs> depending on the way that they draw him or the way that they cast him or anything like that in a way that takes me out of the character. Not so much just like, okay, well, you know, characters don't have to look like they're all like, you know, super muscular and all this other kind of stuff. But I mean, I've seen some designs. I don't remember if I can find, uh, this particular graphic. Um, but they, they drew him and he's like holding his stomach in a way that makes it look like he's like a fat dude rubbing his belly and like uh, yeah i mean look at the different designs like they never seem to really nail down what they want him to look like and there's lady yeah, octopus perfect. Uh, uh, but this is your your doc ock and your mind yeah, yeah like and like you know they've had great like this is a great shot from this movie and he is a, a very well cast character and dr octopus as a schemer with these tentacles and all that can be really, really good for the leader of the Sinister Six and all. But my other main issue with it, this dude has no powers. Peter should be able to just hit him with one punch and he's done. And I think if you tweak the character just enough and you give him that durability, he becomes an S tier. The superior Spider-Man stuff is a great story. I think that that's cool for like the schemer side, but fundamentally, there's just something missing for that character for me to to put him in the same exact range for that. So I'm I'm always willing to hear out the argument that he is S tier. He is one of the most classic villains, and you know, I mean, if you did a series of Spider-Man, and you didn't include Doctor Octopus, it would be like, why are you not incorporating that character? It's kind of like doing a Superman thing and not incorporating doomsday at some point or whatever. But, uh, there's part of me that kind of wants to put him in a tier, to be honest. I'm going to say, yes, he's, he's one of the top Spider-Man villains. I, he's at least a tier. I would say that. I, I adore Dr. Octopus. It's yeah. just every iteration that I've seen of him, there's something to enjoy, whether it's night series where he's a bit more of just like this, this buff guy in a in a green and yellow suit or there's but obviously the iterations that i'm most fond of are alfred uh, molina's performance of him which i think is just tremendous it's one of the best super villain acting performances i've seen in any movie that's what well 
and I, I know you disagree, but I think Spider-Man Two is the best Spider-Man movie. It is of all time. Yeah, you're right. I just, I, yeah, just think that, and he's a huge part of that. And I also love his performance in uh in No Way Home as well. Yeah, I love that they brought him back and they did what they did with him. Yeah, but I also love the video game version of it. So, I mean, he's the he's the main antagonist of the first, the original Spider-Man PS1 game. So that's where I I think that was one of my first exposures to him. But then the new PS4 game, or PS5 game now, if you want to play it on there as well, uh, he was, yeah, he, he starts off as Peter's ally. Like he's the, he's kind of, he, he kind of takes suit. the role of the Clark Connors. From, he makes from, the suit that he wears. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he helps also. make the suit. And he, uh, he, obviously he doesn't know that Peter is Spider-Man at that point, but he is there as like an ally and he's against Norman Osborn and he is a philanthropist and he wants to do good. And the whole idea of the tentacles is because he's trying to develop a way for people that lost limbs to basically have the best prosthetics possible by basically holding on to things with their mind and using their mind to control things, which is why I'm kind of opposed to the idea that he needs to have superpowers the fact is, his superpower is his mind, and the the tentacles that make him crazy tap into his brain to almost give him a renewed sense of a renewed amount of like spider sense in a weird way, where he because he's it's completely tapped out of his brain, he can move at reaction speed that people can't possibly comprehend because he's his tentacles are hooked up to his mind. His mind can work faster than his body. And I just love the story arc in the PS4 game where he is like, because the reason why he's developing this is because he's losing control of his body. He's, ba- he's basically showing signs of motor neuron disease, which means that he's basically losing the ability to move any of his limbs altogether. And so this restores his ability to do all that stuff. But also, as it turns out, turns him crazy at the same time. I think the Doctor Twist is one of the like quintessential Spider-Man villains. And so needs to be in the S two. And that's one of those things that I'm like, I'm not going to make an argument for it. Uh, like he is going to be very, very high in the discussion for the Mount Rushmore with my vote counting towards that. You know, he is one of the biggest and overall best ones, but I'm always just like, man, he's kind of like crossing over the green goblin line he's kind of crossing over into the lizard line he's it's sort of coming into that kind of range for me and that 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 one punch thing always gets to me too so that that just bugs me but it's one of those stupid little things well it's also like then you think about the stories they've told with him where at one point he like marries yeah like he's a very important villain in peter's story let's uh let's uh, maybe toss a few of these into like a bit of a speed round kind of um chameleon b i wouldn't even go that far i would go more in that c kind of maybe okay. even d tier yeah. I, I think c i think he's a he's he's, he's he can have some you can have some interesting characters stuff with him with the idea that he can just turn into anybody else that that works it's not quite as good as um someone else that we'll discuss probably higher up on the other end of the spectrum but he, he has his charm too Chameleon works to me much better if he's a different type of villain. Like if I could, and I, I almost wrote up a story, a uh, story, uh, a post about this, an article, and I, maybe I will in the future of 
certain characters seem like they would work better as the villain for another character, kind of like how the Kingpin and Stiltman discussion was from earlier. Chameleon to me, if you swap him to Batman and you take Clayface and put him in Spider-Man, I think that they both work much better. Because Chameleon's just a guy. Again, one punch, you should knock him out with your Spider-Man. But if you're Batman, he could be a skilled fighter and he could put up a fight against Batman. And then you've got the Clayface turning into different characters. Then, ah, I gotcha, it's actually Clayface. That could be Chameleon. Whereas Clayface, what's Peter going to do? He can't punch the clay. He's got to figure out another thing. That kind of gets into the range of Sandman, though. Sandman, I was going to say, yeah. So the thing with Sandman, what's weird, is sometimes he's a hero funny enough and they made him like you know practically a part of the fantastic four and all he's been a part of the uh thunderbolts i'm pretty sure and uh the dark avengers i think he might have been in that too sandman is a fun supporting character that never should have had the third movie revolve around him <laughs> there that's just sam raimi likes the spider-man villains from the classic era and he wanted to do sandman so he shoehorned that character in there never should have revolved a movie around sandman but i like sandman as that kind of character so to me he is in that b tier c tier type range Uh, i think he's way better than jackal for instance but i do kind of put him a little bit with the shocker side because i i like shocker better than jackal um sandman's b tier at the highest for me He's higher than Shocker. He's low B. The, 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 there's part of me that wants to put him in I, and that's I'd, I'd be alright. Huh? And, and, and I'm 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 one of those people that is a Spider-Man free apologist. I I think that movie gets way too much shit that it doesn't deserve just because of that scene, or, or those that 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 <laughs> scenes of scenes with him as Dark Peter, and so I think that's the no, best part the of the movie. movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> But I I love the interpretation they have the character. Yeah, they shouldn't shoehorn him in as the guy that kills Uncle Ben. That's just, that's way too just stupid. But I like the fact that, again, he's, I'm not so much of a reluctant villain, but he's a guy who steals because he's trying to support his daughter. And he ends up in a really bad situation. And again, feels almost cursed and conflicted by disability that he's been given. I, I would say that, yeah, he probably doesn't go any higher than B because in most iterations, he's just, you know, a sand guy. Just mm-hmm. a guy that's made out of sand. I don't really explore it too much further, but I would give like special appreciation to the way that his character was put together in the um, in the third movie. If you're going to talk about Sandman, you got to talk about Hydro Man. To me, Hydro Man is like a major part of that animated series because they couldn't use Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't like Hydro Man. No, I mean, to be fair, it's, it, he's the same as Sandman mm-hmm. in that he, he's just water instead of sand. Yeah, but again, they haven't done anything to explore his character or build on that beyond you know, he's just made of water. Can I just can I just say that that animated series is one of my favorite shows? The first two seasons are amazing. And then you start to get into this shit, and it just nosedives <laughs> so hard. Hydro Man sucks. The idea of Hydro Man sucks. Put him in F. 
<laughs> See, I wouldn't go F just because we're talking big wheel and all. Yeah, but he sucks. I think D. I would think D. Five. But still. Somewhat prominent. People know who Hydra Man is. They don't like Hydra Man. Mary Jane is a water clone. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get your uh, thoughts on this, because uh, I'm fine with spoiling some ideas of my blueprints. This is something I had toyed around with. Again, I'm re I'm redoing the Spider-Man blueprint a little bit from what my original uh, outline was. My original outline was a seven-story arc, and then I'm expanding it more. I always thought it would be interesting to have Molten Man, Sandman, Hydra Man, and Electro all be a part of the same story that they're doing something based off of the elements and that you basically have Peter cause Peter shouldn't kill that. He kind of almost leads them into their own destructions in the sense of like uh Hydra man takes out molten man because it's like water over the fire. And then you get uh Hydra man with electro and the, you know, water con- uh, conducting electricity and then the electricity with Sandman turning into glass and everything um i I kind of do that kind of range but electro to me is the only one out of those that really matters in the grand scheme of things and electro is a fun villain that sometimes can be really written well and sometimes is just sort of an electric guy that's kind of one of the mercenary types and i i think i'd put him in that a tier range b at the very least but definitely not s um I like him. Where are you going to say, Al? I was going to say, I think Electro, when he's done correctly, can be like a really top-tier villain because of the fact that, yeah, he is essentially unlimited energy, and it's someone who would who pose a real serious threat to Spider-Man. So, yeah, I think at his best, he's an A-range villain, but he can be done very, very badly. So out of these, we uh, let's get into some nitty gritty things here because we don't need to rank Beetle. No. <laughs> uh, Beetle definitely should pop up in the MCU. Armor Wars. I'm telling you, he needs to be in there. Um, let's talk about the burglar. This is the guy that kills Uncle Ben. Yeah. So very meaningful character. Uh, Dennis Carradine so- is one of the versions of the character's name. Sometimes he's just burglar. You know. So this is. Uh, I'm trying to remember the um is it Joe Chill? Joe Chill, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Joe Chill. Yeah, so this is this is Spider Man's Joe Chill. Where did uh, we rank Joe Chill when we did that? Do you remember you, 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 I mean he's in your um he's in your Batman Mount Rushmore. Alright, then I think that makes a strong case for what we have to do here. I go S tier. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I mean, yeah, that he's the origin story guy. And every single Spider Man <laughs> well pretty much they now seem to have moved away from it, which I, get, I think is a good thing. But there was a time where every single Spider-Man movie or TV show or story always had to have that origin story in there at some point. And, yeah, there's something that just turns... To me, that is, is, he isn't what turns Spider-Man into Spider-Man, no. which is different to Batman. Spider-Man is already Spider-Man. He's already got his powers at that point. Yeah, but it's but, what makes Spider-Man a hero. develop a sense of... Responsibility. responsibility yeah, yeah like he otherwise he's just a selfish prick really i mean he's way more of a peter parker villain than a spider-man villain mm. but, it's, but it is just one of those lines that yeah it's the it's the groundwork for one of the lines which is i think underrated in like just great cinema lines of all time where great power comes great responsibility mm-hmm. that's just that i mean that's the that's the arc that spider-man basically lives by now 
everyone knows that that's the phrase that's associated with Spider-Man. So, but yeah, that that guy is a big part of it. But realistically, it's almost like again, we wouldn't add this because we've already got bad luck in there, and that's that's <laughs> far-fetched enough as it is. But there is an argument to say that Peter Parker is one of his worst enemies. Oh, there definitely is. So, he is. God, this is something that uh uh. This is something I, I was kind of thinking about getting into. The Mount Rushmore of meta, where we end up having uh, Bad Luck, The Burglar, uh, Relationship Issues, and um, himself. my own worst demon, where it's like the clone saga and um, using his genetics to lead into other things and all like that's that's peter parker's meta mount rushmore <laughs> yeah yeah continuing all what you're saying though what are you going well it's mainly just due to the the, the 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 um first movie the idea that he just lets the burglar go and that's what in a way leads to uh ben dying and i think that's the best way to tell it yeah that's my favorite version of it too because then he gets that deep lesson of responsibility and that changes him pretty much from that moment on is always, you know, I'm not going to let that happen to anybody else anymore in a different way than Batman has going on. Yeah. But he is also far more mopey than a lot of the other heroes. Like he's always like, I don't want to be Spider-Man anymore. I hate this. (laughs) And then he's like, Oh, this is great. I can date someone again. And then by the end of, you know, whatever story you want to tell, he's back in the costume. But I think it's an S-tier villain just because without this, there is no... He's still Spider-Man. Like, he's still Spider-Man even if Uncle Ben's alive. But everything goes back to, and then my Uncle Ben died. And now I'm a hero. Yeah, because, I mean, when he loses his parents, he's young enough that that just sucks. It doesn't really change him all that much. Burglar definitely serves a purpose there. In the well, same kind of way, I think an S tier villain is J. Jonah Jameson. Well, that's what oh, I was yes, going to move into. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Well, I was going to move into the, the the burglar helps us lead into some of the, the, the I guess, the two people on this list that aren't, aren't super powered. Yeah. Him and Flash. Yeah. Because Flash so, is definitely a villain, even though he becomes Jay- a hero. Like, Flash, if you're going to write the Flash character, he is the bully that's picking on Peter that potentially, if you have enough stories to tell can become agent venom or he can become, you know, uh, uh, just a, a good friend of Peter, just like how J. Jonah Jameson, if you're going to write that character, you're writing him as the guy that calls Spider-Man a menace and potentially even leads to some creations of supervillains and all. And then sometimes you can write the character well enough where he stands up for Peter or he comes around to the idea of Spider-Man and all. But those two are antagonists. There's no getting around it. I think Flash is A, Jonah's F. Don't know if I'd go that high for Flash for some reason. Yeah, and Flash just seems like, you know, in certain iterations, he's the jock bully of Peter Parker for a, a while when he's like the nerdy kid at school. And, you know, that seems like it, it has some, like, resonance because of that. and. It's hard to, especially when if people that grew up with the first original movies, it's hard to think about the fact that Peter Parker was actually a kid. 
like for the most part, like he's a teenager, not Tobey Maguire. Yeah, it requires but, like twenty six uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so yeah, I don't know if I I have that kind of connection to Flash. Jonah Jameson definitely because Jameson's the an antagonist, and he's how how would you describe him in sort of like a real life capacity? For some for someone that um, Alex Jones. I, yeah, exactly. That's the guy I was thinking. <laughs> He's the Alex Jones of the Spider-Man universe. I love that. <laughs> I mean, he does have limits. I mean, he's not as bad as Alex Jones. But um, well, but if he, you look at the way they did him in the video game in the PS4 game, that is the most. Yeah, he's a podcaster. In, it's just the most ingenious use of Jonah. Yeah, he's, he's a podcaster just shouting about Spider-Man and shouting conspiracy theories. Spider-Man, it's fantastic. And. But I do again. He does still have that part of him, which is good and sticks with Peter. Like there's that. Um, I don't know whether it's a deleted scene, but the clip from the original Spider-Man where uh, Green Goblin goes after him to find out who took the pictures of Spider-Man. He says, uh, "I don't know the I don't guy." Know the kid. I just, he just gets. I just get these photos sent to me. I don't know who takes them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, it's it's one of those things. Like uh, in times of crisis, they show you who they truly are and. Jameson, deep down, is actually probably a good guy, but he's, you know, very Well, he's Jigsaw Jameson. He used to be a detective. Mm. Yeah, like, I mean, J. Jonah Jameson is a dickhead asshole pain uh, in Peter's rear who causes lots of problems for what he thinks is the right reason. (laughs) He's he's the, the bad guy by being a good guy, a good guy by being the bad guy kind of range i go s tier for J. Jonah jameson i can see the the case with b for flash my yeah, only okay. argument for a is that i mean going way back just because i do spend some time getting into the history of this stuff but like flash being a bully was such a big mm-hmm. thing for peter early on you know and that was so pivotal for him now i'll be honest and i've said this before this is part of the reason i didn't like holland at first I don't like Kid Spider-Man. I like my you know, Iron series, even Tobey Maguire era. He's like college age. I think that's better. But yeah, Flash is a, a big deal in the comics. But I can see going B. I, I mean, I mean, no, I'm totally like, I'm totally fine with him moving him up. If um, I'm cool with that, you feel more strongly yeah. about that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to argue about that. I'm just less familiar with Flash, so. I would I would put it this way. Flash is not a character you would build a whole movie around as the main villain, but Flash is a character that I think should always be in the series as one of the antagonists for at least the first movie. And I think that they really showed their hand with the problems of the Tom Holland series. They do a lot really good in those couple movies, but something like Flash is atrocious of a character. That is not Flash Thompson whatsoever. Just like michelle jones watson is not fucking mary jane watson i don't care i hate it with all my passion you know that's the way that they use those supplemental characters in those spider-man movies are really bad but uh flash you you get the flash from the first movie uh the toby Maguire ones with um uh joe manganiello yeah he is great in that role that's pretty much the way that the character should be written in my mind uh, even the Flash uh, from the Andrew Garfield ones, that's Flash. You know, he is picking on Peter and then eventually he's like, oh, you know, Peter, he's a cool. He's a, bu- a buddy of mine. That kind of like that's Flash to me. Um, and yeah, people make the argument with Flash. It's more of an antihero eventually. Yes. But I think antagonist Flash 
deserves to go on that list in some range. He's not going to be a Mount Rushmore guy. Don't worry. Out of these, I can't tell you much about Mr. Negative, to be honest. I know so good just because really of the like video him. game. Yeah, so, so good just because of the game. Go ahead, yeah. Kel. Yeah, so, yeah, again, the guy who comes forward with the uh, video game stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he is the... I don't say he's the main antagonist of the... He, he's the antagonist for the longest period of time, I guess, in the Spider-Man game. And the whole... The whole thing about it is that his character... I can't remember the name of the guy. For some reason, his name's escaped me. The Martin Lee? Alter- yeah, Martin Lee. Uh, he's the leader or the, the head of a... Uh, essentially, a, well, a, a refugee camp. And uh, just looking after homeless people and stuff. And that's where Aunt May works. But he has this alter ego character built around his hatred of Norman Osborn for an experiment that was performed on him as a child that ended up turning him into Mr. Negative, which is a guy who just exudes a lot of negative energy. And that is like, obviously he is, he I there's a character that I had absolutely no real appreciation for. I had no knowledge of. I'd never seen him in any other iteration of Spider-Man prior to that game. That whole game just builds a such a complete and solid picture of him into being a, a far more prominent character in the Spider-Man universe going forward. I think he's someone that people now know and can appreciate. Whereas he, previously he probably like if you ask it before like whenever that game came out, like 2018, 2019, if you ask people who missed negative is, most people would have no idea, even probably even in the comic book realm to a degree. And he'd be a, a D or E character for Spider-Man, just someone he fought on a couple of comic books and then moved on. Uh, the game has definitely launched him back up. I would say he's definitely no higher than A. I'd probably lean more towards a B just because the fact that his real claim to fame just all comes stems from that one video game. So, it might have right. even been created for the video video game. I don't remember for sure. No, he's he's definitely he's definitely before that. Hmm. I think that that he he isn't he is in a uh, he is in comic books beforehand, but they've decided to go with. I'm uh, cool with B. I would, like you got to think about B is where I would range. Yeah. yeah, there are certain characters nowadays in you know the superhero realm. That their one movie is really all they need for their claim to fame. Look at Harley Quinn will never be the same after uh, Suicide Squad. Same thing with uh, even Peacemaker. I think so many people love Peacemaker now. And I think same thing here with Mr. Negative where that video game makes him a top villain forever. Yeah, so his uh, first comic book appearance was in 2007. So he's a very recent villain anyway that's uh, definitely doesn't uh, become to the forefront of people's minds until Spider-Man. Yeah, so I mean, he is a guy that maybe in the future they might be leveling him up over time and creating even better stories. And, you know, the more that you see the character, the more iconic they become and everything like that, too. But to me, he is in that kind of B range. He's one of the few characters that's popped up in somewhat recent years to be like a bigger name in the modern era. But I can't rank him, of course, on like Green Goblin tier, nor can I put him anywhere close to, for instance, these two are S tiers. Yeah, uh, yeah but like, <laughs> let's uh, let's break them down a little uh, bit. Venom yeah. and Carnage. I Venom to me is the number one Spider-Man villain, even if he like 
even if I've grown to understand over time that he isn't, he will always be to me the greatest Spider-Man villain. And I love anti-hero Venom. And I know a lot of people are going to say, but you have the anti-hero section and like Venom to me has to be a villain first and then becomes a, a an anti-hero. Yeah, I'm, Venom's great, and the whole symbiote saga. I mean, we we obviously have these other symbiotes and other things we got listed on the other side there, but but the whole symbiote saga is one of the is one of the defining things about Spider Man. Like him first having to deal with the symbiote and the effect it has on the suit, and then that getting into Eddie Brock, a guy who was so jealous of Park Peter Parker, or and so angry at the way that he was treated at the Bugle and all this other stuff, just to then have all of those, that anger and frustration manifest itself and find a perfect home with Symbiote that could just feast off of that. Yeah, Venom's like great, and Venom definitely deserves to be in an S tier. Carnage is a slightly different case, because Carnage is a maniac. Yeah. He's a, he's a serial killer. And, like... One of the two best serial killers, I think, in comics. I think only surpassed by Joker. Yeah. And the idea is that him combined with a symbiote is just the, I guess, the ultimate killing machine. It's just someone who is unrestrained power combined with an unrestrained willingness to kill and maim people. And But there is something about Carnage being a knockoff Venom that kind of kind of tarnishes my opinion of him to make me feel like he's more of an A guy because he's not Venom. If you go by the movie, for instance, he tarnished his shit. (laughs) Because they really fucked him over with that movie. Maybe, again, it's due to my exposure to it because Carnage, to me, in the uh, original PS1 Spider-Man game is essentially Doc Ock's pet. Is his pet symbiote. Hmm. And obviously that paints him in 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 a worse light than what he is in um what he can actually be when you put him in the right frame of mind and you put him in the right uh, comic book right, right story so i'm sure that treated well carnage can be one of spider-man's most deadly villains but it's just the fact that he is ve- well he is a red venom in many people's eyes and that makes me feel like like when you talk about carnage you say like oh if you're describing him someone who is somewhat familiar with Spider-Man, but not super familiar. Like, we know that like the the main villains and the main story are. But if you start describing Carnage, you would say, okay, so he's like Venom but red. Yeah. And and so that 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 uh, that iteration makes me feel like he's he shouldn't be on the same level as Venom. But I can understand. I I would listen to arguments say that he is. The argument that I have mostly for that is the stories that they've told of Carnage being so powerful and so much of a menace that he requires. Spider-Man and Venom to team up, and then some other times they get a little bit complicated with the Maximal Carnage stuff, where you got Shriek and you got Demo Goblin and Cloak and Dagger, and you know all these other people popping in, and it's just kind of a mess. Uh, Carrion is another one that's just like, okay, he's somehow working with Carnage, sure, fine, whatever. I like Carnage being that character that's the ultimate evil for him, like Green Goblin is a overall better Spider-Man villain than Carnage. 
But if you're going to lead up to, again, I'm spoiling another thing for, <laughs> if you're going to lead up to the ultimate battle in a Spider-Man series, it's carnage in my mind. Yeah. And that's the only reason I would put him in S because otherwise Calendly's right. Right. In that he is just a red venom. Like but that's where you get with a like sadistic son of a bitch. Like Riot and Lasher and Phage. They're just, okay, we want to have Venom be bad again, but everybody likes Venom too much, so we don't want to make him bad. So let's create the other ones. Carnage Listen, was if like, you do it right, you can use like different color symbiotes as like the different colored lantern cores, but that's a, another story. If you you know, because you could turn it into that. But they, they have not. Go for. They have not tapped into the symbiotes the way that they should. They just have a million of them, and they keep. You know, Toxin is nowhere near as good of a character as he could be, and and all. Um, and these three that are left, uh, I am less familiar with Moreland than Mysterio and Vulture. Mysterio, to me, I think is potentially an A tier. I think Vulture is either A or B. I lean a little bit more towards B. And Moreland, I am just not reading the comics, and I'm sure a lot of people probably would say an A, but I would probably go Mysterio A, Moreland, and Vulture B. I'm going to go... I first want to put out there that I don't know enough about Moreland, unfortunately. He plucks out Spider-Man's eye. And um, eats it. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to look now. I'm seeing some stuff. Uh, he's got the he's with the Morbius hands. Oh, nice. He's kind um, of th- like they write him in a way where he's sort of. It's weird because it's like he's not a vampire, but he kind of is. And the idea is that the Spider Verse and all these people are kind of these totems for like this energy, and his race essentially goes across different realities and eats them. And like, you know, takes their energy and makes that part of them. So he's kind of like a vampire, but you know, not doing the Morbius thing. You could make a movie out of Moreland, I think. It's just it yeah, wouldn't I'm, be the I'm first looking at six a yank guy. <laughs> ah. Um, all right, based on that image alone, <laughs> I would say like, he's probably a B, if we're being fair. I don't know enough about him. But I would say personally for me, Vulture A, Mysterio B. So if you guys know nothing about Moreland or not a huge amount about Moreland, then there's very unlikely that I was going to add anything to that conversation. Yeah, it's uh, Moreland's B. It's just yeah. debating these two. I, I mean, I personally like both of them as A's because I think that they, Vulture is definitely like, they're both Sinister Six fodder mainly. Like they're not Doc Ock. But I think Mysterio is interesting because of the intellectual battle that you can have with Spider-Man. And that's kind of the, I don't want to say he's this, this comic book iterations of Riddler, but he has some of those character yeah, traits about him. I can see it. Yeah, he has something along the lines of being, you know, master of disguise or illusion and tries to put his wits against Spider-Man as well, because he doesn't have that much in the, in the same level of physicality, even though he's probably a bit stronger than some other characters. Vulture... I like I like the fact the whole essence behind him is the fact that he is this old guy that is trying to extend his life through through what he does through through just taking life force off other people. I almost feel like that is an. Interesting... We would all do it. First of all. Yeah, yeah. Well, you say, you say that some some people long for the sweet embrace of death. 
but that is <laughs> that's another story. Um, but I I do appreciate that that's a that he's that could be something that could really play in some really good stories with, and it has done. Again, he's not someone that you build a movie around. You can't just have it be Vulture as the main villain. They did that, but, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, they were able to pull that off. Like, the Michael Keaton Vulture character was one of the better villains. I, yeah, I, 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 guess, I guess so. I just don't think that... I don't know. There, need, there needs to be a bit more to him. Like, I could definitely see him being, like, one of the, the top names in the Sinister Six. Like, usually, like, it's Doc Ock as the leader, and then you could have... I'd kind of have Mysterio and Vulture as, their, as his, like, you know, right and left hand. And, and then, then you, you have like to... Rhino and Scorpion or something, and yeah, Rhino, maybe... Scorpion, and Shocker doing the, um, Shocker, the yeah. groundwork here. So that's why I'd put them slightly higher up. I'm cool with those both in A tier. Which we got a good little thing going on here, kind of. Um, obviously, we didn't. If we, we threw more, we if we threw all these in here, it'd be <laughs> <those ones>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, you know the antiheroes aren't in the mix, and these these would pretty much all go into that D and E type range. But even still, that's because most of the villains are crap. And if you did it with the Batman series, you'd end up having a a, a bunch of, you know, KG Beast isn't going to be in the A tier. And obviously somebody like, uh, you know, uh, Riddler is going to be in the S tier and the A tier types. Um, but as far as this goes, I mean, I think we got a little bit of a thing going on here. So that's kind of the way that that is. I'll just move that down even. Um, ranking our ideas of these based off of in general and based off of the movies if we want to kind of do like that um in my mind this is where i go mount rushmore is green goblin norman mm-hmm. it's venom mm-hmm. you can make the case of carnage but i lean more towards overall venom it's more important yeah so I, yeah. i'm like carnage is kind of like my uh i don't know depending on the spot for it I don't think you can really put the burglar on the Mount Rushmore necessarily. I think that that's just, you know, you got to prioritize the ones that can carry their own movie essentially. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah. So, I, what, what are you saying? You're saying we can't get the Uncle Ben movie? You've heard all about <laughs> my death, now hear about my life? <laughs> I think Dr. Octopus is on that Mount Rushmore potentially. Definitely. And then it's all mis- mostly an issue of do you go with carnage because he is so much higher up on that or if you need another one my idea is lizard so yeah again it depends on what uh, perspective you're going to take or do the do the villains that appear on the Mount rushmore have to be people that pose a threat to spider-man because i could i could definitely make the argument that you can even put the burglar or even jonah on this yeah uh, i mean there's potentially when you can go with that so yeah, my one would be Green Goblin, of course. It has to be them. Ox- uh, Doc Ock and Ven- Venom are the obvious ones as well. So I think we'd all we'd all be in agreement of those three. Mm-hmm. Probably you two, right? Kind of those over, you can count it over for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's all just a matter of Carnage, Lizard, so, J. Jonah Jameson, some other existence. So if we're going to go with one that is going to be an actual. Threat. I, I wouldn't go Carnage just because I think that with Venom you kind of get the with, when I say Venom it's well it, it obviously is related to Venom but it's also as an extension of that symbiote so it's Venom slash symbiote for me so, and, that, and that obviously applies to Carnage 
Um, I would then go for. I'd prob out of the ones because I, I I wouldn't go Carnage, and if you're not going to go Jonah or the Burglar because of the fact is that they, they, they Jonah's just a a nuisance antagonist and that just doesn't like Spider-Man. The Burglar is the origin story one that isn't doesn't pose an ongoing threat to Spider-Man. The one from the A tier that stands out most to me is Electro. Hmm. Well, we're all settled on those three. It's just a matter of yeah. that. But that I can, one. I can totally, I can totally, I would totally, obviously, hear arguments for Kingpin, Lizard, and Mysterio as the other ones as well. I would make the argument for the Kingpin because that that would be mine. If we're not going to go with like Jonah or the Burglar. I think you have to go Kingpin because. He's got his hands and everything. And when it comes down to it, he can beat the shit out of Spider-Man. He's just mass and muscle and really disturbing as a villain how powerful he is. I think the Kingpin, like I said, I think he's one of the best villains of all time. I can see a case for it, which makes me go, okay, we got to do our our mathematical thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I would go Kingpin lizard carnage maybe even electro j jonah over mysterio That's yeah fine. i think I'd, I'd, get that. I'd i'd mathematically probably roll out mysterio in that way um i definitely could see an argument for kingpin callum and i could both see an argument for lizard i can see an argument for lizard lizard would be my number two behind kingpin so we got those two are probably the ones that we're leaning a little bit more towards carnage yeah, I, I, is I, I, kind I, I, of I'd be I'd be willing to kind of you know, to fudge, fudge the numbers a little symbi- bit. <laughs> say symbiote, basically. Yeah, kind of like a. I you know we can kind of put it that way and be like, look, uh, Venom is kind of an antihero. So if you want to take points away from that and give that to Carnage and kind of mix them together, is that like that's a good way to to balance it? It's yeah, we're kind of you know uh, copping out, but not in the same way. Um, so these two are really worth the discussion. I do think that there is a chance to put J. Jonah there as being a representative on the Mount Rushmore just of a just a fucking like, of like the annoying. bad luck type stuff and go, okay, well, this is like the my own worst demon type side. This is more relationship issue. This is I was gonna say relationship issue, but you know, With I guess goblin, yeah. the the venom thing too. I mean, it is kind of relationship. It's the scorned uh, symbiote, you know. Um, but that is kind of like that. The bad luck thing doesn't really translate as much to Doctor Octopus, but that's kind of a little bit more of the bad luck thing. I would Jameson. put on like even lizard. If you think about, you know, one bad day, he turns into a lizard, and now he's like, I want everybody to be a lizard. I think I. Would overall, I mean, I would definitely go with these three over uh, Electro, in my mind. What do you think, Rob? Yeah, I think that okay. it's it's likely going to be Kingpin or Lizard at this point. There's an argument for J. Jonah, but I think between, if I had to go between these three, I'd probably rank them Lizard, J. Jonah, then Kingpin, mostly because Kingpin, I do kind of end up going Daredevil so much. Yeah. Because if I'm going go, Daredevil villains, I'm going Kingpin, Bullseye, and then wherever the other two would be. I don't know. Uh, probably, maybe I don't know. Purple Man. Uh, it's J- I go Kingpin, Jones. Lizard, Jonah. So my ranking would be this. 
And then what's your ranking, Cal? That'd probably be the same as yours, I think. Lizard, J. Jonah, Kingpin? Yeah. Again, just just because even though I like the Kingpin, I think that he would be good in in like a good representation of the mob in general, because obviously you have people like Hammerhead and Tombstone that fit into that. I think the Lizard, because of the close relationship he has with Parker as well as like the antagonist that he can provide to Spider Man just makes it a lot more of an interesting villain. So that we makes uh, we, we, we sometimes uh, for anybody who doesn't know sometimes we do these like B tier uh, Mount Rushmores that would be J Jonah Jameson Kingpin Electro uh, Electro Mysterio maybe I would think or maybe Harry we didn't think, think about Harry um, I'd go Harry over uh, yeah over one Harry of those two yeah and then I go Electro over Mysterio yeah I could see that um, all right. <laughs> just for the sake of it uh that would kind of make mysterio vulture uh right uh craven i'd say i'd put craven probably in there more so that yeah and then maybe morlin um no uh, I, I don't know enough about morlin to really yeah that's kind of tough so, um, so, so i would lean towards maybe prowler for the miles morales stuff maybe or scorpion for the like- other like a monster type characters. I'd feel bad if Scorpion was on it and Rhino wasn't. Scorpion and Rhino have to have same tier. Yeah. So you can do you big bop and rock steady kind no, of thing. So it's this. Scorpion and Rhino. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> yeah, all right, that's good uh, enough. Uh, yeah, as far as movies go, if we were to oh, it's, go- it's Goblin, Doc Ock. We can't just go based on the Tobey Maguire one, though. Well, no, but no. it has to be those two. I no, yeah. see. I wouldn't think that. Uh, like we're the not going to say that Maguire one would be in there. I think that Lizard is not worthy of that. I think that um, Electro is certainly not worthy in my mind. I did not like that version of the character. I would go not to the Harry side of things. I'd go more towards Mysterio and Vulture as being those four. Hmm. I'm trying to think if I can think of another villain over Mysterio, but nah, it's probably the way it's gonna. Yeah, I, shake could, out. I, 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 yeah, I could, I could buy into these four being the the ones I've done the best for the movie. And also, I mean, if we're just talking movies, look, No Way Home, Willem Dafoe kicked ass. He's so good. Like he was so good. <laughs> Yeah, so I think we got a good list going and on. There you have it. Uh, our meta list. We've got our four for the Mount Rushmore of the movie so far. Who knows what they end up doing with Spider-Man 4. And obviously, you know, Thanos. Is, <laughs> but that's not it. It's just an Avengers villain. And we got our A tier, our B tier, and our C tier. C tier being Scorpion slash Rhino, Craven, Vulture, Mysterio. Our B tier being J. Jonah Jameson, Kingpin, Harry Osborn, and Electro. And our A tier, Mount Rushmore of the S tier types with an A tier thrown in there so that's interesting how that works uh lizard dr octopus venom slash carnage and the symbiote idea and norman osborne yeah i think we basically determined norman osborne is probably the number one yep spider-man villain that's my mind yeah yeah i, I mean i always have like a special place in my heart for doc Ock, but yeah green goblin's probably the the one that has the the close connection the physical presence and the craziness and the, a cool concept. Like, I mean, 
Yeah. It's cool to see Green Goblin running around on that uh, glider throwing pumpkin bombs. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Jack O'Lantern. <laughs> yeah. If you have any ideas of where, you know, if you want to make a case and say, you guys are sleeping on Hippo <laughs> or something, I'd love to hear that in the comments. So keep that in mind. And if you want to see more of these things, like we did do the Mount Rushmore of the Batman Rogues Gallery, but. Who's to say we don't want to do a tier list thing of that in the future? Or, you know, I, I probably would be the only one that would really be talking too much about Superman villains, but I could go on about the differences between the Mount Rushmore of that one and how you've got your main three, but the fourth one is really worth a lot of discussion and so on and so forth. You know, are you going to make the argument for Bizarro? Are you going to make the argument for Metallo? Are you going to make the argument for Parasite? Blah, blah, blah. Um, you can do this for a lot of different things. Hell, we could do the Mount Rushmore of Sonic the Hedgehog characters for all. You know? That's what's coming next. <laughs> so, I mean, there are lots of variations that we could do for so, so many different things on Fanboys Anonymous that the possibilities are endless. As you said that jokingly, I just thought, WrestleMania, I think it might be Mania Week, but either way, the Mario movie comes out in April, and I think that's a good excuse for... Uh, tier list of mario games or characters or like that's something i want to do totally down for doing that saying it on the air totally down for that whether it's you ranking the uh the characters themselves or if it's talking about like uh yeah i mean we don't have to do like a ranking type thing we could do just a general discussion about different things to like a round table uh group meeting essentially we can do fan track stuff i still want to watch that super mario director's cut well we should just do that (laughs) yeah we set aside some time today to do this one and we hope that you enjoyed it and if you want more again sponsor it directly through the patreon or the youtube channel membership or uh tussle spare change our way in some fashion through like the little donation modules and everything like that or just even leave a comment too because that's another thing if we get a lot of people that are like yes we want this then even if we don't necessarily have the time sometimes we'll figure it out and everything so uh you you can't um you're not going to be hard pressed to get me to talk about movies that I like. <laughs> That's the, the main form of entertainment for me are comic book type movies. And, you know, I can wax poetic about the difference between certain Batman villains for hours and hours and hours. Just, uh, you know, that, that meme that goes around or that TikTok thing or whatever, where it's like, what can you do a presentation on within the zero prep? Like, yeah, I can walk up in front of a podium and be like, all right, let me talk to you about, these different ta- characters let me go on and on about the difference of a dichotomy between joker and batman for four straight hours and not stop talking but spider-man is my number two favorite hero of all time and uh we have barely tapped into any of these discussion points of spider-man in my mind plenty of episodes of the animated series we could watch we could do i mean so, so much um so yes if you want more let us know and if you want to follow all us all over the place, you can go to all the different Fanboys Anonymous stuff over on fanboysanonymous.com. You can see other links like the social media accounts and uh, things for Smart Out Moment and everything and all that stuff over on amangotree.com because that's my link tree with pretty much everything listed down there that you would be interested in. And uh, you follow me at Tony Mango and stuff and you just want to tweet random stuff to me and go, let me talk to you about uh, the Gaines Twins from the mtv thing i'll be like all right i'll have a discussion on that on twitter why not uh i put up a tweet earlier today asking if people would actually be interested in going to see those marvel 
cinematic universe special presentations if they were in movies and at a cheaper cost vote on that poll you know i want to talk more on twitter um at least until everything comes crashing down but follow these guys as well rob yeah i also want to talk more on twitter so follow me on twitter at dude felice follow me everywhere on every social media at dude felice there is a, a link tree for myself as well which you can find all my links including my fightful stuff my wrestle zone stuff there's the eventual dudefelice.com coming soon, which will have a blog attached to it. I'm getting a YouTube prepped. Um, 2023 is going to be a big year make or break for me. And I'm just putting that out there right now. But for now, I am having fun doing all that stuff. And you should check out the fun stuff that Callum's doing because he's always doing fun stuff. I wouldn't go that far. But... Uh... <laughs> But you can definitely find me on Twitter at Wigmeister14. You can check out, mainly if you want to see things that I write down, that will be over on smilecatmoment.com, the sister site, the wrestling portion of this, where I do the power rankings, which is ranking WWE wrestlers from 1 to 10 on a week-to-week basis. And I'm also in charge of the fantasy league that us three are participating in as well, where wrestlers are picking up points. Again, on a week-to-week basis. So if you want to follow that stuff, head on over to smartcatmoment.com and you'll get all the all the wrestling content you could hope for. All righty, everybody. That is it for this Mount Rushmore. And uh, I don't know what we're going to see you next, whether it's like a review point thing or a fan tracks or something. But I want more to come your way. And if I can get a chance to do it, then we'll send it to you and you'll see it. If not, go back and check out previous things and we'll see you in those in retrospect. But that's it for now. It's time for us to geek out. <laughs>